Welcome to the 11th episode of the Human Leader Podcast. This episode is the second of, of a two-part series on toxic corrupt leaders. In the first episode, we looked at the behavior of toxic leaders, the followers who enabled them, and practical actions to avoid electing or employing them. If you missed the first episode, I highly recommend you pause here and go back to the podcast list, find episode 10, and take a listen. Don't worry, I will be waiting right here. Ready? Let's begin. In this episode, we will be exploring how leaders who start out great end up becoming corrupt, toxic, disconnected and power hungry. Have you ever been in a crowd of employees hearing from the all-powerful leader in a time of crisis and instead of addressing the issues, they appear disconnected, they refuse to engage and actually bring up an issue that has nothing to do with the anger or fear or anxiety in the room. This leader had been an excellent visionary, but now cannot read the room and is announcing to the hungry that they can eat proverbial cake. Lord David Owen and Jonathan Davidson have come up with a concept called the hubris syndrome. This is a disorder of the possession of power, particularly power that has been associated with overwhelming success held for a period of years with minimum constraint experienced by the leader. There are 14 clinical features manifested in this syndrome. Amongst them are contempt for others, loss of constraint of the leader, restless or reckless actions, and displays of incompetence. How did the leader get to this point? Neuroscience is starting to give us an answer. Dacher Keltner talks about a power paradox. When a great leader is given a lot of power, their behavior worsens. They feel overly entitled and they lose their moral compass or their moral character. You have probably experienced this in a meeting with an executive in a senior position who interrupts and insults co-workers, does not pay attention during meetings and raises their voice. This behavior leads to increased stress and anxiety, weakening the team, the team's performance level, and their desire to succeed. In other words, their engagement at work suffers. This leader's behavior ends up ruining their own and the organization as a whole's working environment. When a leader becomes all-powerful, they lose the ability to become empathetic and compassionate. That part of their brain becomes dormant. And as human beings are herd or societal creatures, a lot of communication, human communication happens at a nonverbal, chemical, neurological level. We all have empathetic networks that allow us to mirror what others are feeling. The feeling of anger, 
the feeling of fear, the feeling of anxiety, of excitement. If you have never heard this concept before, I want you to remember the last time you walked into a room of people about to write an exam, go in for an interview, or waiting for good news. Do you remember recognizing the feeling in that room and finding yourself mirroring those feelings or that emotion? In the first part of this series, in episode 10, we looked at the disturbing concept of followers enabling and empowering toxic leaders. They gave up their freedom to be willing, or they give up their freedom, to be willing to be enslaved by a charismatic toxic leader with a grand impractical vision. Here are four reasons why we follow bad leaders. One, number one, we value strong, confident leaders, but we confuse arrogance and narcissism for strength. Number two, we place great value on results, but often neglect to consider how we obtain those results. Number three, we crave power. It is a human desire. Toxic followers are drawn to toxic leaders because of the promise of sharing power. We see it often in the classic villain movies and stories. An example is in Narnia, where the white witch encourages and gets Edmund to betray his sisters and his brother with a promise of ruling beside her as her prince. And number four, we don't hold our leaders accountable. We blindly follow them and assume that they will do the right thing. As a human leader, it is important to be aware of and understand this concept as you gain power and success. If you are aware of this syndrome and power paradox, you can create the opportunity to avoid it happening to you. How do we avoid it? And can powerful leaders come back from this compassionate immunity state? The answer is both hard but simple. And yes, leaders can reignite their empathetic neural pathways. Humility, generosity and gratitude. To have someone who keeps you grounded, reminding you that you are not all-powerful and being willing to listen to those people. To actively place yourself in situations that activate compassion from yourself to others. This comes from a practice of generosity and gratitude. And it stops us uh, from seeing ourselves as a demigod, all-powerful, with no need for others. And it allows us the opportunity to experience the good feeling of giving to others. We have spent a lot of time exploring toxic, corrupt leaders and how they behave. Let us spend a moment to consider how a good leader behaves and what characteristics they possess. A good leader unifies and doesn't divide. A good leader achieves results but limits collateral damage. A good leader shares their leadership with followers. And a good leader leaves the team, the organization or the nation 
better off than they found it. A good leader possesses confidence, decisiveness, focus, commitment, accountability, creativity, empathy, optimism, and a desire for challenges. D. Hock, who was the founder and former CEO of the Visa Credit Card Association, has been quoted as saying, Control is not leadership. Management is not leadership. Leadership is leadership. Now that you've heard all of this information, what does it mean for you? Have you recognized yourself as a toxic leader or as an enabling follower? Are you inspired to put actions, people and processes in place to avoid falling into this trap? Let me know. Send me a message and tell me your thoughts or leave a voice note. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with me. This podcast was created with you, the human leader in mind. You can follow Vusalela Davis, my company on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You have been listening to Colleen Davis on the Human Leader Podcast, where we explore concepts, subjects and other relevant issues for the human leader. Subscribe and follow us. Then you won't miss an episode. And we have some exciting new podcasts in the pipeline, such as Ryan Falkenberg from the company Clever, talking about future leadership and artificial intelligence. <music>